Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So there were uh, three wise men from the East traveling and journeying together. And they were guided by a star. No? It means that when they saw the star, they were actually expecting you know, these wise men, these <clears throat> three kings, as we call them in the song. They've probably been studying the scriptures and the texts and studying the heavens. No? They were anticipating. They were expecting. So that's one beauty of faith. It's not just to believe in your head, but actually to expect from the heart that God will be true to his promise, that what he said, it will come to pass. And the promise of the Lord is salvation for all people. Lord, every nation on earth have come to adore you have come to worship you, have come to give you homage. So these uh, wise men were on a journey, like all in our lives, like all aspects in our lives, I believe together is better. They were three, they probably have other people helping them, the servants and helpers, but to be on a journey, I believe as in every aspects of our lives, no? together is better. Here at St. Benedict's, no? uh, the vision that the community has been uh, coming up with, and in a way a call of the Lord, is to become a vibrant community of faith, community of believers that shares in the love, life, and mission of Jesus. For the wise men, they saw a guiding star, no? They journeyed, then they reached uh, Jerusalem, and they also inquired, no, where is the infant king, the newborn king of the Jews, so that we can worship him, so that we can do him homage, we can pay our tribute, we can place ourselves under him, under his rule. So they were guided by a star, no? In your journey of life, in your journey as a family, in your journey as a believer of Jesus, what is your guiding star in your life? No? Uh, I've been to several mission trips and pilgrimage and uh, journeying together with other people. I remember in 2005, I just arrived in Australia. After three months, I joined a pilgrimage from Canberra to Geelong to celebrate the Easter. No? And uh, there were many of us in the trip, I think about 12 of us, and then we have a support staff. Um, every day we walk you know, 15 kilometers to 20 kilometers a day, praying. Uh, at that time, the drought was really bad, and we've been praying for farmers. We've been praying for also the drought in the people's heart. And we've been praying for faith. You know? But on the journey, uh, you get tired. No? 
after two days, the excitement wore off and, you know, you get tired. On the sixth day of the walk, um, I hurt my right knee. And then the following day, the left one. <laughs> and then I couldn't walk anymore. And in those moments of maybe disappointment or frustration or weakness that I cannot do anything anymore, that's when I actually experience the beauty of community. No, when I was hurting, one by one, the people in the journey would come and check me. How are you going? Do you need water? Now, when I had blisters, they would open, uh, offer a second skin or bandage or anything to ease my journey. And then when I couldn't walk anymore, they said, you can go on the support van. Um, so for me, in that journey, I know we're going at the same place to, to worship Jesus, to celebrate Easter. But I find the journey was also very meaningful because we were taking care of each other. We were helping one another, especially those who are feeling weak and those who are hurt and those who are in pain. So... My guiding star at that time was actually the faith of the brothers and sisters, meaning that their concern and their care for me. Here at St. Benedict's, no, we want you to come here not just to worship, but to experience community. That together is better. No? That each and every one of us, in our pain, in our suffering, there will be someone to comfort us so that in turn, we can comfort those who are experiencing the same way with the comfort that has been given to us by God, but also by our brothers and sisters. So in your journey, hopefully you have someone that can act as a guiding star for you. Someone in your family, someone in your community or your small group that can act as a guiding star. Someone who can show us what it means to follow Jesus. Secondly, you know, with the, the three kings, they bring gifts. You know, they bring gifts to, to the Lord. Now, one is gold, one is frankincense, and one is mirror. So gold is treasure. Anything precious, anything valuable... But to give that is not just at the point of their arrival. I think they have to prepare well. They spend resources. They spend planning. They spend uh, money you know, to prepare for the trip. You have to understand why you are journeying and where you are going. You see, for them, they want to see the newborn king. And for them, it was worth it. No? I think it's good to, at the beginning of this year, to actually evaluate our hearts. What's your greatest treasure that you really care for and protect? Or if I can say this, who is your greatest treasure? No. Who are you willing to spend time, 
resources, money, effort, so that you can get to know Him. And I hope God is there, the greatest treasure of all. Secondly, the other one brought frankincense, you know, the one we use for worship, you know, the beautiful smell that goes up, no? It's, uh, it's the one we use for worship, for the temple, to offer the sacrifice of praise. You see, in Romans 12, uh, St. Paul says, no? Uh, it's not just the, the incense that worship. It's like, make your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. No? So it means that by our lives, we can worship God. The third one was smear. It's a fragrant anointing perfume. You know? And you know, as some of the church fathers says it's also about the death of Jesus. You know? But I would like to focus more on the anointing that Jesus is the anointed one, the Christ, the one who is promised by the Father, the one who will save his people. You know, to, together is better, especially in evangelization, especially in being a church. You know, uh, Pope Paul VI says the church exists to evangelize, meaning to bring people to Jesus. Hmm? It's not mainly to convince them of our teaching, but actually to help people encounter Jesus in a personal way. To come, to help them come and adore him who is Christ the King. So, you know, one way is to offer our lives in prayer and adoration and sacrifices. No, but it's not complete until we evangelize people, until we help them to come and adore Jesus. You see, Herod was very tricky, no? He inquired about the birth, you know, and he has a different plan, no? That's why the, in a dream, they were warned, the wise men say, go in a different way. When I was praying for you and when I was reflecting on this reading, you know, um, before, we met, before they met Jesus, they went through Herod. After they met Jesus, they go on another way. And maybe for us, that's the same, no? There are cultures or family values or personal values that you've been living on and living for before you met Jesus. And after you met Jesus, the Lord is inviting you to change your way to go in another direction. Uh, but this is hard because it may be, you may feel unsafe, you may feel uncomfortable, it can be unfamiliar to you, it can be something new. You know? What I would recommend to you is to claim your anointing, that you and I are anointed by the presence of God, the presence of Jesus. You know, in baptism, you have been washed by the water, but also anointed by chrism, the holy oil, the oil of the Spirit. And you never lose that. 
No? We never lose that. No? How we exercise that anointing is another level, no? but we don't lose it. It's a gift from the Lord. No? That you and I are Christians by gift of the Spirit. How we use it, how we live our lives, how you exercise your gifts, your spiritual gifts and your natural gifts for the sake of evangelization, uh, it's your response to the Lord. It's our response to the Lord. No? So whether it's treasure, whether it's prayer and worship, or whether you exercise your anointing, that you spread the fragrance of Christ. I think it was in St. Paul who said that we are the aroma of Christ. And hopefully it's a good smell. <laughs> no, the smell of Christ, no? Uh, that people, when we evangelize, uh, yes, it's the spirit that evangelizes, but by the way we live our lives, our lifestyle uh, can bear good witness to people. But I said together is better, no? Even in evangelization, even in worship, even in offering our treasures and our gifts, it's actually good to do it with another person, with your family, with your friends, with your the people at your work or the people at your school. Lastly, when you experience discouragement, when you experience failure, when you experience tiredness, and you're looking for consolation, you're looking for affirmation, you're looking for connection, uh, always remember uh, this beautiful teaching of the church. Uh, the Lord became like us so that we can share in his divinity. Now, one of the theologians, they call this the beautiful exchange. Uh, he shared in our humanity so that we can share in his divinity. That when you get tired or when you feel at loss in your journey or you feel discouraged, remember the destination. Remember the reward. Remember who you will meet at the end of it. It's beautiful here in the first reading I just want to close with this, no? It says here, The glory of the Lord is upon you. Arise, shine out, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is rising on you. Above you, the Lord now rises, and above you, his glory appears. That the presence and the glory of the Lord will never leave you. No, that you are anointed by the presence of Christ. You see in Matthew 28, he says, I am with you always until the end of time. No? And where do we feel more the presence and the, the, the power of Jesus? I believe it's in the church, in your local community, in your small groups, in your prayer groups, in your community of faith. See, the challenge for us is when we feel disappointed, we feel hurt, we feel 
uh, prostrated or, you know, some people hurt us, some of our members uh, scandalize us, no, we tend to leave the church. No? And we measure it by people's performance, by people's uh, lifestyle. No? That's very important too. No? We should really grow together in our maturity. But most of all, you know, the church, I believe, is the presence of Jesus in the world today. Uh, but because it's made up of human person like you and me, it's prone to hurt one another. It's prone to um, confuse one another. No? But the beauty of that is that the presence of Jesus never leaves. When he says, I am with you always until the end of time. I am with you always until the end of time. That's what makes the church holy. It's not the people, but Jesus. Let's make the church one. You know, it's not our, by our effort, but by, by, by the presence of the Spirit. So my encouragement for you, you know, as you offer your gifts in your service, as you offer sacrifice of praise, as you exercise your anointing to evangelize people, you know, Together is better. Uh, that each and every one of us uh, can find the journey much better if we stay as a community, if we stay together and encourage one another, especially in times of pain, in times of difficulty. So that more and more people can come and worship the Lord. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.